0: Hello and welcome to the Voice of Democracy podcast. I am your host, Bruce Carter. In this podcast, you will hear intriguing and thoughtful interviews as well as actionable tips and strategies that can be implemented either in your institution, health and wellness, and education. Our podcast is not about name recognition or being famous. Everyone has untapped potential. And today's fast-changing landscape demands nation leaders who can quickly adapt, build trust, and deliver value. Through people and technology, we're listening and providing insight on tough political and business challenges, including talent, transformation, geopolitical conflicts, pandemics, and social injustice. In this podcast series, Voice of Democracy offers insights to help you track today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow through social change. We will be the voice of democracy, American promise, global mission. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now, let's jump into your daily dose of Voice of Democracy. So today, I would like to focus our highlight on U.S. shoplifting and crime hysteria. First, let me open my saying. Crime is out of control, quote unquote. Stores are closing because of so much shoplifting profession, quote unquote. Have no mercy to shoplifters, quote unquote. U.S. needs stricter crime laws. Quote unquote, etc., etc., etc. These headlines can be from articles today, but they are from the early 1900s. Today, I was I would use a certain phrase called counterculture. What does that mean? It's defined. A counterculture is a culture whose values and norms of behavior differ substantially from those of mainstream societies sometimes it is opposed to mainstream culture mores. A counterculture movement expresses the ethos and aspirations of of a specific population during a well-defined era. While, While shoplifting has seemingly never been a bigger problem than it is now, shoplifting has long captured the public's attention. Anxiety over shoplifting is an Enduring phenomenon and is often a stand in for larger concerns of cultural, economic, or political changes. So let's get started. So, shoplifting may provide for a scapegoat for deeper problems that are more complex and intractable. A scholar, a professor, professor, um, James Walsh, who, uh, who teaches at University of Ontario, who directs the of Technology graduate program on criminology, criminology and justice, have stated, it resonates with broader concerns about law and disorder. Okay, let's look at this. In 19th century, Victoria, Britain, hysteria focused on middle-class women who were assessing public spaces for the first time. Some were stealing for the thrill. These fears of women stealing continued in America as department stores opened. During the counterculture movement of the 1960s and 1970s, public focus was on teens and college students defying authority by stealing from stores. Historically, shoplifting has always had this outsized impact on public discourse. Said one professor from uh, sociology of Brooklyn College and the author of The Ending of Policing. Recommend getting that. It's a good book to read. It went on to say today, toothpaste and deodorant are locked up at stores. Videos of thieves smashing store windows and grabbing merchandise have rocketed across the news and social media. Companies are calling theft a national crisis. Leaders in both political parties and law enforcement officials have advocated tougher penalties. Former President Donald Trump and the frontrunner for the 2024 GOP presidential nomination has gone as far as calling for shoplifters to be shot. Although shoplifting increased in some cities during the first half of the year compared to the pre-pandemic levels, meaning COVID, there is no clear national rise in shoplifting according to a news analysis by the Council of Criminal Justice, a nonpartisan criminal justice policy organization. They said we see examples on video or behaving badly and it gets invested with all this extra meaning about the collapse of social order. Shoplifting has also become a political charge crime that many on the right and some Democrats have exploited to oppose criminal justice policies reforms. Those reforms have gained bipartisan support in both red and blue states and were meant to roll back decades of mass incarceration policies which hit black and brown communities hardest. Many political leaders, retailers, and law enforcement officials now want to mobilize a stronger response to crackdown on theft and other crimes. The concern over shoplifting taps into a larger narrative about how urban areas are out of control, said a historian from the Ohio Wesley University and the author of Lord Order, Street Crime, Civil Unrest, and the Crisis of Liberalism in the 1960s. Shoplifting reports in 24 major cities where police have consistently published years of data including New York City, Los Angeles, Dallas, and San Francisco. There were 16% higher during the first half of 2023 compared to 2019, according to the Council of Criminal Justice analysis. However, excluding New York City, the number of incidents among the remaining cities was 7% lower. The overall data doesn't indicate a great shift in the average shoplifting event, but the brazing ransacking incidents coordinated on social media and captured on video clearly suggest that there is a sense of lawlessness. This is coming from the Council of Criminal Justice report. As I stated in my opening, changing role of women Shoplifting has been part of retail since the beginning of self service stores. Middle class women, women, excuse me, shoplifting in Victoria, Britain during the 1800s were the focus of an earlier panic over shoplifting. Incidents of well to do Victorian women stealing from department stores were covered extensively in newspapers back then. Journals and plays came as women ventured outside the home for the first time, disrupting the male-dominated social order. Doctor diagnosed these women with kleptomania or thieving madness. It was a stereotype believed to be a condition of bored and sexually reprised women. There was a historical fear that there was growing contagion of middle-class women losing moral virtue The hysteria was much greater than the actual facts, said a historian of gender and women's studies at the University of Kentucky, and author of Crime, Gender, and Consumer Culture in the 19th Century England. The historian said in the upper and middle class, women were the model or ideals of society. What upset people the most in these supposed to be women of virtue, Attention of kleptomania took off in America as department stores expanded in the late 1800s. It said that they couldn't help it. Women arrested for shoplifting believed to be kleptomanias. A New York Times headline from the, this is read now from a New York Times headline from the 1889 Read. The dangerous ones are the rich and influential women who either yield to the temp- temporary impulse of temptation or are afflicted with a sort of degenerative tendency toward kleptomania, a story detected told eight times in the 1908. Okay, So now let's look at counterculture fears, as I briefly mentioned in my opening. During the 1960s, public focuses shift to teenagers and college students, stealing. Imaging, images of descriptions of young people shoplifting tap into fears about counterculture movement and cultural decline. That students like respect for the flag, the country, university, or any type of authority. And in the 1960s, there was more of a political and cultural element of shoplifting said one scholar from Ohio Wesley. There were as he, he, uh, this historian coined that there was a much wider articulation that shoplifting was a critique of the capitalist system. And the Vietnam War protester, protester once said in the, during the 1971 um, a book called Still This, Further, the image of hippies and thieves who wanted to bring down America, shoplifting tied into a wider sense that respect for authority was diminishing. It was a stand for larger concerns of anxieties. There seemed to be a complete contempt for adult authority among many youths. One mayor said, during the 1963, of his city's shoplifting problem. It went on and said, ripping off, stealing to the unexperienced is rapidly becoming as much a part of the counterculture culture as drugs and rock music. Back then, the Times wrote in 1971, middle class youngsters who five or 10 years ago would have been working their way up the corporate ladder can now be found stuffing their pockets in supermarkets, shoplifting in department stores. Like today, shoplifting during this era was wrapped into broader concerns that cities were out of control and crime would spread to the suburbs. Shoplifting and scenes of looting sparked fears of a breakdown in law and order, as we all have seen thus far. Political leaders, particularly on the right, began to seize on crime as a potent issue to win voters and advance stricter criminal policies as the answer. Republican presidential nominee, Barry Goldwater introduced what we now know was the law and order, messaging to voters in 1964. And these issues helped elevate Richard Nixon to the presidency in 1968. So now let's talk a little bit about law and order response. Beyond the current uproar over shoplifting and retail crime, which have been escalated by the presence of social media, are worries that physical stores are at risk of disappearing. The retail apocalypse. Cities are in disarray and public spaces are dangerous. Amazon and online shopping have forced thousands of brick and mortar retailers to close. The pandemic of 2020 also helped tip chains like JCPenney into bankruptcy. Since stores reopened from the pandemic, businesses have been sounding the alarm about a rise in theft. We all have heard it. We all have seen it and watched it and, and see it on social media um, or whatever you well, watch and get your news from, particularly from organized groups stealing merchandise. Some companies say they are closing over shoplifting. Retailers are seeing unprecedented levels of theft coupled with rampant crime in their stores, and the situation is only becoming more dire. A report. Reporter of the National Retail Federation said in September, head of asset protection retail operations, retailers report that merchandise losses known as shrink increased 19% in 2022 to 112 billion. Externally theft accounted for an average of 36% of losses. Although retailers say the dollar losses are likely underreported. However, they keep saying shrink also includes employee theft, damaged products, administrative errors, vendor fraud, and other factors. Retailers also say organized retail crime, the large-scale theft of merchandise with the intent to resell the stolen items. And violence of organized groups are a growing threat to stores and employees. Mentions of organized retail crime on companies' earnings calls increased of 43% from January through August of this year compared to 2022, the Chamber of Commerce found. However, the overwhelming majority of shoplifting incidents involve one or two people, not groups. More than 95% of shoplifting incidents in 2019, 2020, and 2021 involve one or two people and 0.1% involved more than six people, according to a Council of Criminal Justice analysis of shoplifting reports. Shoplifting incidents involving an assault or other crime constitutes less than 2% of shoplifting incidents, the analysis found. Retailers and political leaders are advocating for police and incarceration as a solution Retailers have called for local and state government to more aggressively prosecute organized retail crime, lower the dollar threshold for theft to rise to a felony, and reverse policies to eliminate cash bail. According to the Chamber of Commerce, 12 states have recently created new statutes, re- revised existing statutes, or enhanced penalties for organized retail crime and other shoplifting offenses. But tougher criminal policy may not deter crime. Let's, let's, let's look at this. Laws and policies designed to deter crime by fo- focusing mainly on increasing the severity of punishments are ineffective, according to the Department of Justice. Research shows clearly that chance of being caught is a vastly more effective deterrent than even a draconian punishment. Additionally, there is no evidence linking bail reform to increases in crime. If punishment was a key to public safety, we'll be the safest country in the world, right? You get more public safety by working on underlining problems. What some scholars are saying. Okay, so let's look, let's take a look at the data. The various sources of crime data from government agencies and private groups tell a consistent story. Retail theft has not spiked nationwide in the past seven years. If anything, it appears less common in most of the country than it was before the pandemic. The most up-to-date source is the shoplifting report published this month, by the Council of Criminal Justice, which uses police data through the first half of 2023, the other sources go through only 2022. Other data also indicates that shoplifting is not up, is not has not increased in most cities since 2019. Retail's preferred measures called Shrink tracks lost inventory, including from theft. Average annual shrink, made up of 1.57% of retail sales in 2022, is up slightly from 2021, 1.44%, but down compared with 2019 report, which has it at 1.62%. Now, the FBI and the Bureau of Justice Justice Statistics also found that theft and property crime ticked up in 2022, but remained below pre-COVID levels. The notion. That the u.s is enduring a period of higher crime in some areas not wrong okay so let's 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 see why car thefts are up by more than 100 percent since 2019. Murders are, are on track to be 10 higher this year than they were in 2019 but not higher than the 1990s so you're going back you know over 20 plus some years ago many major downtown areas have also become emptier and more chaotic since the pandemic which may explain why drugstores and other retailers are more often locking up items even if shoplifting isn't much more common than in the past so what is this noise there seem to be several reasons that shoplifting has received so much attention lately let's look let's let's, let's look at why events in new york tend to receive outsized scrutiny It is the country's biggest city, a big retail market, and the headquarters for much of the national media. Another city where property crime has risen is Washington, D.C., where many journalists, as well as politicians, also live. Videos of extreme but rare crimes can go viral today than it could have 30 years ago. On social media, people post videos of looting, flash mobs, or thieves ramming cars into stores. There are millions of property crimes a year, said one scholar from the research of um, aged data liticals. As a result, people can also find outlandish antidotes, even if crime is down. Conservative media has promoted these videos as evidence of disorder in liberal cities and murder and, and and liberal cities and under President Biden. retailers have an interest in spreading the shoplifting narrative because it can sh- suggest that disappointing profits are beyond their control. Inflation may play a role, too. Even if retail theft is not up, retailers might care more about it now. After all, higher prices have eaten into their profit margins by increasing the underlying costs of doing business that makes reducing theft more important. The rise in murder, car theft, and some other crimes make shoplifting seem like part of a larger story, even if it isn't in most cities. Bottom line, whatever the full explanation, the current focus of shoplifting is part of a broader trend. The public often overestimates crime. Over the past two decades, most Americans have said that crime is rising. According to a Gallup survey, In reality, crime rates have generally plummeted since the 1990s. So, this post was brought to you by People First Consultant, Voice of Democracy. For more information about People First Consultant, Voice of Democracy, please visit our website at www.pfcworks.com. American Promise, Global Mission. Thank you for tuning in and listening today. Until next time, please be safe, stay informed, live well, and happy holidays to everyone. Please stay out there, and enjoy yourself, stay safe, and spend a little, but also conserve money for savings and investings. Thank you.